Welcome to That's a Chunky. This is Kevin. I'm here with Jared, King of the Slams, as always, and <laughs> James, who actually does not live in a hotel anymore. Welcome, guys. Hello. Welcome. Hey, guys. Hey, <laughs> yeah. guys. Look down. Oh, I threw it. <laughs> Just stepped on everything. <laughs> um, but All right, do the we... intro again. Let's do the intro again. <laughs> uh, but before we jump in, I do want to talk. Um, we talked last episode about sending our deluxe That's a Chunky Magnets to support <laughs> a move to premium, uh, like, dial pad software. Um, so I did want to thank the people who pledged. Um it's only three people, but they all pledged more than they needed to. So um, I think we're on our way. Um, it's Rob Yapel, uh, Willow Williams, and Matt uh, Cummel has sponsored us for a while. So I just wanted to thank all three people sincerely. For those of you who want to support our um, move from a totally illegitimate podcast to a semi-legitimate podcast, you can email me at figure out what you do at gmail.com that's with no spaces in between by the way um so we're here today we're actually gonna start you know while we're waiting for season three we're gonna sort of uh check out some other whoa, whoa, whoa. robinson season three no, just kidding. no before season three. Oh, yeah we're, we're gonna talk about some other tim content um i don't know why it took us so long to get to this because it really does feel like an extension of um I think you should leave, but we're going to talk about there's a Chicago Rats um, sort of sketch comedy. It's really only three sketches, but it's uh, Tim, Mike O'Brien, who you all know from Calico Cut Pants and Saturday Night Live, um, Connor O'Malley, who is, you know, like the third or fourth person in the the line of succession for I think you should leave. Um, and um, all the sketches, I believe, were directed by uh, what's called Matt and Oz, which is Matt Vilnius and Oz Rodriguez. Um, who I think I think Jared, you're itching to go on this first sketch from Chicago Rats. Oh yeah. Uh, oh my do you god. Yeah. Drop some narrative for us. Yeah, the sketch I believe is called Look Down. Um, <laughs> I I feel like I need to describe it to people who probably haven't seen it, but the the gist of it is Tim is an office worker and Michael Bryan knocks on his window of his office or outside his door and keeps motioning for him to look down and his his penis is hanging out um and then tim gets very distraught in a way that only tim can get um at one point he writes a diary um dear diary i saw i saw a dick today or i saw a penis today um there's a lot of great like just moment and like it, it's an i think you should leave quality sketch like it oh, would yeah. be like in my upper echelon of it it's so fucking funny um, Connor O'Malley is like his office worker. A couple great scenes. The first of which, where he's like, "Why don't you just go home?" And Tim's like, "I don't think you have the power to do that." <laughs> and he's like, "He's like, I've already sent several people home." <laughs> like a guy in the office. It's really funny. Oh, it's so funny. And then he's asking, "Well, why do you keep looking down?" And he's like, "Well, I don't know. Like maybe there's a cool dog or something." And then um, that sets up a final scene, which. My so I I was cackling at this on my phone and then I popped it onto the TV screen earlier today at my house when we had a, my wife and I had a friend over and like she was like she's not the biggest fan of the show but she was cackling at that um that sketch and then like fast forward like three hours we're just like 
doing something for dinner and she's like you know i didn't like that they they put the dog penis in at the end and i was like what what <laughs> but but the gist of it is the final scene is there is a cute little like stuffed dog and then he points down and he has a his seemingly human dick hanging out but <laughs> well uh, and the dog my it, wife is not a fan of that it's it yeah, has yeah. to be it's, said it's that great. the dog is wearing pants yeah, because yeah, yeah, normally dog a dog's yes. penis yeah. would be out. Perfect. <laughs> oh, <laughs> You're totally right. You're totally a, right. It's a very like M Night Shyamalan twist at the end, um, where like right when you're expecting, you know, nothing good to happen, the dog happens, but then the dog has his own pants. It's just the double twist ending. It's um, really quality. Um, yeah, James, what are your what are your thoughts on on the sketch? Yeah, I thought it was very very good. I mean, like like you said, I think you should leave quality. Um, <laughs> yeah, the uh, I think the the, the way that Mike O'Brien kind of like uh, the second time around, he's kind of like pointing down, and Tim is like looking at him like. No, I'm not going to look down again. And Michael Bryan's like, no, oh no, it's not that. Like, no, no, it's down. Um, and and I I also like the idea that like these the guy standing at his office door is like far enough away that Tim clearly could see what's going on, but he repeatedly only notices that the dick is out when yes. he like looks from his face down, like. He, as if he can't see that uh, every time. I thought that was funny. Um, <laughs> I like that he's he's on a in the montage of like seeing the the dick over and over again. Uh, you can see Tim's on his computer on a website that just has a very yeah. very big text that says, "So you saw a dick and it ruined your day." <laughs> it's, yeah, it's Yahoo Answers, which is the funniest thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and I also think um, uh, the some of like the sketch itself, the setting, and the like idea of like someone telling you to to look at something when they're standing right in front of you, and then also just the um, you know Mike O'Brien being in it, and also Connor O'Malley being in it is like very. There's some fingerprints of what would become Calico Cut Pants uh, like later on oh, in yeah, that. Totally. Um, which is also also funny. And I think there's even like a point where like, I don't know, I forget if it's in like the montage of Tim seeing the dicks, but they like uh, has like a freeze frame on him kind of like screaming and the sound carries, but Tim's like contorted, like upset face is there. And I feel like that's like similar to some editing that uh, kind of went in in some, I think you should leave sketches. Uh, so I, it definitely felt like a little bit of like a yeah sort of proto. I think you should leave, which is great. So, so I'm gonna get a little autobiographical here. Um, Please, I, I I sort of grew up in like a working class inner city, and I went to a private boarding school. So it's obviously a big <laughs> shift, and I think anyone who I've ever told that to, most people are like, oh wow, must be not you know that must have been great. And it's like, on some levels it, it was, on a lot of levels it was, but what happened in this sketch would have never happened in the inner city I grew up in. <laughs> However, 
at the private boarding school I went to, like this was their type of shit. Um, <laughs> the ultra, the 15 year old children of the ultra wealthy, at least in the time I grew up were kind of fucked up. Um, and uh, it definitely brought me back to some times that were uh, just a little confusing, but also um, the sketch was very hilarious. Um, I think uh, the first time he gets sort of victimized um, before he writes in his diary, he Tim just goes, <laughs> I can't, I don't know if I could do this, Tim, but it's like, he's like, they turned my world upside down! Or like that. <laughs> and um, I, I just think this sketch is like generally a precursor to how good Tim's acting is. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. He has some sort of like arm flailing. Um, like he's pretending to beat up. Like Yeah. Like, yeah. And at the friend, end, he kind of has his arms yeah. crossed in front of him. <laughs> um, and I just like, uh, you know, like part of me watches something like this and I'm like, I can't believe, you know, Tim wasn't like put on on the front lines faster, but then also I'm like he kind of was. Like clearly there are a lot of people who thought he yeah. was talented, like including Lauren Michaels and yeah, um, right, right. And uh, yeah, he's just like he's uh, I think a really brilliant comedy writer, as we say. But like you wonder if if he wrote these sketches and gave them to people who weren't as good acting, they might not be as fun. I don't know. I mean, yeah. they'd probably still be pretty hilarious. Um, I think, um, yeah, Connor's, like, first appearance, I think, is really great. <laughs> Why don't you just go him? home? He's like, I don't think you have the power to do that. Yeah, it's funny yeah, seeing Connor O'Malley playing, like, a very, like, kind of straight man <laughs> character, too, because he's, like, yeah, I know, in most I know. appearances, is the opposite of that. But he's basically just, like, kind of straight-faced and, and like, yeah, yeah. very dry. Um, but yeah, just just an awesome sketch, I think. Um, yeah, I think one day we might really have to do like season one, season two, season three characters and Chicago Rats and just go yeah. in order. It's going to be brutal. Hate mail is going to be crazy. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, one, uh, we can, can we like put the links to these in the show notes? Is that a thing we can. That we can do to make sure people can watch them? We can link anything. Awesome. Um, yeah, I think, I guess one other thought on this sketch was, uh, I, li- I like the, um, there's like a point early on after the first time where Tim is kind of like thinking about it and he's going to eat a sandwich and he, oh, yeah. <laughs> he has to put down the sandwich because he's like so distraught over, <laughs> over, uh, over the whole thing. I thought that was really good. Um, also, I guess, so the timing of these, I was kind of trying to look that up. It looked mm. like these were made after his time at SNL, or maybe like while he was sort of at the tail end. And oh. the, they're like produced by, I think, a production company called Above Average, which it looked like is affiliated with like Lorne Michaels, like some... Um, so it made me wonder if like these were sort of like a way of getting Tim a little bit like some some other like reel of him him kind of showing off his his writing and and acting 
to sort of try to springboard him off of SNL on like a soft landing or something. So I was kind of mm. trying to figure out like wh- where this, cause it was, you know, it's just these three sketches. And then I think it wasn't that long after this, that he was kind of, I think he wrote for like Seth Meyers and then like had the characters and, and stuff. So trying to like piece this into his kind of filmography or whatever and, and career arc, but it's kind of interesting. It's like yeah, definitely it's more polished than some of his like sort of pre-SNL stuff, which is interesting. Yeah, it looks like Michael Bryan was off SNL at that time, too. He was there from 2009 to 2012, and then he did Chicago Rats in 2014. And I I think Michael Bryan was always featured, and if I remember right, he was not on frequently, because it was almost jarring. He he had this, like, recurring sketch where, like, he would be in an... Uh, I think he would actually call it the autobiography or something. And it would be like Jay-Z. I can't remember who else he did. Oh, right. Right. Um, But they were really funny. Yeah. Um, I know. I'm trying to remember what the other ones he did was, but. Oh, I screwed up. The IMDb thing was uh, confusing. So he was still on SNL as a writer during this period. He was there from 2009 to 2016. Yeah. And I think AD Bryant, who will mention she was also on SNL then. There is a show called Above Average Presents. I just went to that, and it was just, I just stumbled upon the fact that Casey Jost is on it. <laughs> and I'm like, this is kind of huh. funny. I, I didn't even know Colin Jost had a brother. Oh, I do see Casey Jost there. Yeah. Um... The show that I think we, well, this kind of goes into the next sketch, but um, AP Bio, have you guys seen that show? Um, I, I haven't. So Michael Bryan's with it. It's 42 episodes, I think. And then Shelly Gossman, who is in the porn sketch, which we can move to, I guess. She's the executive producer of it. So no and she's a creator of Chicago Rats. So um, might need to check out AP Bio. Yeah, I think it's reviewed um, really well. What, what my wife always tells me, she also tells me, what's the other show that's supposed to be in a school setting that's supposed to be really funny? Oh, I like that show. Uh, Abbott Elementary. Yeah, yeah. Abbott Elementary, yeah. My wife always just tells, I'm always like, I think I'm going to check that out. And she's like, it's good. Like, But it's like, she's always gives me yeah, the yeah. wink that like network TV, there, there's like a height to it. And instead, you should just watch like, you know, Always Sunny and things like that. But I don't know. I'm not hating against it, but. I've watched occasional episodes. I'm not like a diehard or anything, but it yeah. has like kind of like warm comedy, like a Ted Lasso, yeah, um, yeah. like a like a Joe Kelly type show where, um, you know, where it's like warmth but also funny, um, and it definitely generates that pretty effectively. Yeah. Um, so AP Bio has the one of the guys from Always Sunny, um, Glenn Howard, Patton Oswalt is in it. Yep. Uh, I mean, I might give this a shot. Dang. I mean, like, it can't be that bad with just those two in it. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Like, uh, Paula Pell's in it as well. Um, if you guys are familiar with her, um, she does a lot of work <laughs> with, like, Tina Fey and uh, Amy Poehler. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's really funny. Um, yeah, and the creator is Michael Patrick O'Brien. <laughs> I know. Uh, which is amazing. Um all right, this so, is yeah. become an AP bio. Uh, All right, watch, watch it. <laughs> Let me know. 
Um, all right. So episode two um, yeah. is Condo Nights. Um, at, a big part of me wonders um, whether it was written or improv. You know, mm-hmm. Tim writes okay. everything. Has a very strong improv feel to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Although I think sometimes Tim's writing gives the feel of improv. I don't know. Um, so, uh, James, do you want to explain the, the plot of Condo Nights? <laughs> not, sure. Yeah. Not much there. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty basic uh, setup. Basically, um, uh, Connor O'Malley is a director, and uh, Tim Robinson and Mike O'Brien and um, Shelley. Shelly Gossman, is that right? I think that's um, right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so uh, they're sitting on a couch and basically they're uh, going to be in a porno and so Connor O'Malley is kind of like uh, giving them initial directions and he just <laughs> says that the way he likes to do it is that they just make up a few lines and then they get straight to the sex. <laughs> and they're, they're like taken aback at the idea of kind of ad-libbing um, their lines and not having a script. Um, and they're like very confused by that. Um, so then they keep trying to record and they keep on making up uh, lines to start and it goes awry in, in various funny ways. Um, either like them not being able to think of what to say or uh, saying things that kind of ruin the plot. Um, uh, so like the, the first example is that uh they um the, the the woman is like asks if they want to do it and and tim's like oh, i can't i have a big business meeting and <laughs> she's like uh oh thanks for the reminder i actually have a business meeting too mine's in a skyscraper Where, <laughs> what, what kind of building is yours in and tim's like oh, a skyscraper <laughs> and then Michael Bryan asks if he can go to the business meeting too. And Tim says, no, son, you can't. You're too young. You have to stay here with your mom. And that's when Connor O'Malley cuts, cuts the scene. Um, so there are various iterations of kind of things like that, where they're kind of making stuff uh, stuff up that like doesn't work. And Connor O'Malley, the director, is getting increasingly frustrated and uh and it, it goes and then eventually like they kind of um get mad at him and just ask him to t- tell them something that he says before he has sex and he's like i don't know i can't think of anything i'm a virgin and it cuts to sort of like a real or is it uh, not real world what's the uh, true uh, life like a mdb yeah. true life kind of like title card screen that's like like i'm the virgin porn director uh, and then that that ends the sketch so but the, I think that like you mentioned, a lot of the feel of it, and also just the story is that they're like sp- supposed to, um, you know, do improv to come up with their lines. And so the feel of it is them kind of trying to uh, improv, but like having no idea how to do it and fixating on like the idea of skyscrapers comes up several times throughout uh, in, in weird ways. And, uh, and also there, there's an element of them trying to like do something creative and doing it in a weird way. Like for example, uh, in one of the takes, Mike O'Brien 
runs in from off screen and and he, he says uh let me i wrote the line down let me make sure i get it right <laughs> they're trying to hate crime me yeah he says guys you gotta help me i'm a mexican guy and 10 racist whites are chasing me they're trying to hate crime me i think i got a minute though if you want to do it and he starts on the button his pants <laughs> so just um, a note on skyscraper i mean i i think most people have never thought of this i've been unlucky enough to be around of many uh intellectuals but like a sky, many people consider skyscrapers to just be like a monument to the phallus, right? So the fact that they're oh. saying it is not totally <laughs> disconnected from what they're trying to do. Um, I also want to throw out this note. Uh, YouTube comments get a lot of disrespect, but there's some gold in there. Uh, I believe this is a comedian named Dave Koval or said, um, you can tell this is from 2014 because he's actually discouraging the family stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, just, that's a good point. Which I thought was pretty funny. Um, and uh, I was gonna there's... make a comment about that too, because like I've heard that porn is going in a direction of like stuff kids You've and heard. like uh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> just I don't know. One of my kids told me I don't know. Shut up! <laughs> shut up! No. <laughs> Jared's mic cuts out. Yeah, no, it's. It, it, and, like stay at home with your <laughs> your audio is really cutting no out. no yeah it's it's crazy that that like that killed that scene oh no <laughs> it's not at all like because i'm uncomfortable it's just a technical <laughs> issue um the, i actually thought this can you guys not hear me we can hear you can now hear yeah yeah all right god um i thought skyscraper was like the highlight of the whole like it's funny bit. like especially at the end where he's like okay you can only say eight words before the sex <laughs> and then they say like hi how are you and then they're like counting with their fingers and then they had two there were like two words left and they're like skyscraper Sky. let's go and then it's, <laughs> it's just i loved it i didn't go the like sort of phallic route but i kind of thought it was just like kind of these like dumbasses trying to think of a way to sound successful and sure. like having a business meeting in a skyscraper is like the ultimate success you can yeah, have totally. in your mind. Like, uh, yeah, skyscraper is a cool building that like it's cool to go yeah. to and see and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Also I also uh, Oh, oh go ahead. yes, uh are you super hard? And Mike says, um, oh, yeah, I, I did another porno this morning. I'm exhausted. <laughs> yeah, and, and Tim goes, no, I'm thinking about my kids. He's like, oh, you got kids? How old? How old? And he does his. You, you, he, you can only hear it from him. But I, I do. I got to steal this. I don't know if you were going here, James. But I'm pretty sure the line of the sketch we haven't said yet. Um, there's a, well, one Connor, I think, I mean, um, I think Mike asked, what floor of this tall castle are we on? <laughs> but um, I think I think at that point, Connor says something like, you can't do that or so. You can't do that in this sketch. And uh, Tim just says, Boz Lerman bends those rules. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Connor get Connor just cuts it because he's mad that they're trying to set it in like a castle setting and yeah. and he's like saying like you know you're clearly in the present day you're wearing modern clothes you just had your cell phone out and Tim's like Boz Lerman bends those rules <laughs> so good that was that was really good and I think uh, that's kind of like a little like uh, I think you should leave thing is like 
a sketch has a very strong vibe with like one line that doesn't fit in the sketch, but it really kind of works. Yeah. Yeah. Like a little, yeah. A, a one line that just like pops in and doesn't affect anything, but is very funny. It's like, a, yeah. yeah, definitely very, I think you should leave thing. But this, this sketch was the, the one that resonated the most with me and was like, I think the first time I was watching through, I was like, like in tears with laughter and like shaking, laughing at it. I I don't know what about it is so good to me, but I think like there's a point where they're doing castle accents and Mike O'Brien is about to jump in and he's, he just, all he can say in the castle accent is, Ooh, and then he has to say time out. I can't do the castle accent. Uh, I don't know. Everything about all of the takes of this um, were very funny to me. And it felt like, yeah, it's, it's a, it definitely has some, I think you should leave qualities in the humor for sure, but it definitely also feels like a little bit like a different structure and like yeah. style of sketch than, than I think you should leave stuff. Um, but still very funny. It's almost that like, uh, yeah, I feel like I think you should leave is going more to like there's observers who are from the logical world. Um, yeah. And in this sketch, there's nobody is. I mean, like <laughs> Connor's the closest we can get, but it is revealed in the end that he doesn't have any sort of credibility. So yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, uh, we have episode three, dressing room montage, um, which. As I'm about to talk about it, I kind of wish I could like watch again. I feel like this is gonna have some real watchability for me. Um, <laughs> who wants to give a uh, brief synopsis of a lot more happens in this sketch? Who wants to give a synopsis of dressing room montage? You want to do it? You want to do it? I accidentally just I stabbed myself with this like paper cutter thing, so I'm trying to do a like a little quick. Are you okay? It's okay. It's yeah. No. 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 I just I it like. It's fine. I'm fine. It's on a finger. Yeah. It's a, I have a sh- I have a small flesh wound on my thumb. All right, you guys keep going. Keep going. <laughs> All right, keep going. James. I get. I guess you get to describe it. Okay, so it's it's um again Tim and Mike O'Brien and like Mike mentions that he has a date and Tim's like you're not gonna wear that are you and so uh, and Mike's like well I don't know and Tim's like. Oh come with me in like a very kind of uh sitcom-y tone and then they go into a clothing store and basically it's a the whole sketch is a play on the sort of trying on different outfits coming out and then like tim's kind of like you know trying to give him advice and, and help him pick out the right outfit for his date um and the outfits uh get get increasingly absurd and the people working at the store get like more and more kind of like confused and and uh like a little bit annoyed at the process and um eventually uh <laughs> it kind of takes like a left turn where uh after some very absurd outfits the the woman who's helping Mike O'Brien uh try stuff on is played by AD Bryant uh, and she says, mentions like, 
um, you know, is this even something you would wear to a, a date? And Mike O'Brien is like, oh, my date, I completely forgot. <laughs> and it says, oh, I have 12 missed calls It's and it's 3 a.m. Wow, I missed it by a lot. And uh, so then the left turn is like he and A.B. Bryant have sex in the dressing room. And then he comes out and uh, tells admits to Tim that he killed her and then that he can't go to jail. I don't even know what you wear to, when you go to court. And and then it, like they look at each other and have this expression of knowing expression that like, oh, now we got to try on more clothes for your court appearance. Uh, so I think the humor of it is, is heavily in the sort of um, mocking the uh, like classic trope of trying on clothes at a, at a fitting room with your friend. Um, and it plays out in a sort of classic, uh, I think you should leave humor away. Um, any thoughts, you guys? Yeah, the, the big thing for me is I, I think the basically every outfit ends with Tim saying no. It's probably <laughs> right, like yeah. 10 or 15. And t- to me, Tim's reactions are just really funny. Um, like he's, I like I. Oh, God, okay. Well, he's just sort of like he nails like every reaction that's ever happened in movie history, and um, <laughs> like the way he has like little flourishes on it, and um, I think it's funny. Yeah, I agree. He, yeah, he goes through this sort of like. Sorry, go ahead. Oh no, no, my I the the subtle thing in it for me issues I think on this episode but um, god we gotta get that premium we gotta get the premium dial pad guys it's it's essential um, I think uh, I love the, the like the re- like the interaction he starts to have with the, the, the male clerk outside where the guy's just kind of like looking at him and then I don't know there's like this just like weird sense of like awkwardness between them and he's like I don't even think most of these clothes are from our store and then um <laughs> I, I don't know. And, you know, it's like three in the morning and he's just like getting kind of pissed off that Tim is still there trying on clothes with his friend or his friend <laughs> is trying on clothes for him. But uh, it wasn't as like laugh out loud funny as I think the first two, but it's sort yeah. of one of those like slow, awkward burn sketches, I think, more than anything. Yeah. 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 I, I agree. I, I, um, yeah, I think, um, the, uh definitely the humor there was there was a little bit of humor a, a lot of the humor is sort of mocking that kind of like trope of trying things on but one of the parts that i liked was like shortly after they start um you know he starts going in and out of the changing rooms it instead of just doing the classic montage of just cutting between him walking out in <laughs> outfit after outfit it actually shows like him struggling with the hanger in the fitting room and like the montage music cuts out so it's just sort of like showing what's actually happening between montage clips including tim kind of like just sitting there in the waiting room like staring around and like playing with the little tufts in the the cushion of the seat that he's on and stuff it's like i I thought that part was like a little subtle funny uh like mockery of those kind of scenes where it's like you know when you're watching the movie of trying on dresses, it's like the person's coming out, like 
one second after another and dress after dress, but you don't see the like slow waiting around time of, of the, the whole process. So I thought that was like a little funny uh, addition. Um, and uh, yeah, I think like the, um, also the sort of like, uh, yeah, mocking the increasingly outrageous outfits sort of like, I think that's like, uh, part of the humor in the normal version of those kinds of montages, but this was like kind of a little over the top where like Mike O'Brien's coming out and, you know, like, uh, top hat and three-piece suit and then followed by like coming out in you know like a uh like i don't know like a tank top with like a absurd kind of like uh someone who'd be in the dangerous knights crew uh outfit whatever um anyway. got a lot of looks got a lot of looks yeah. in the sketch um jared we're gonna recreate that next time i'm in chicago yeah i've taken you shopping Magmile, I assume. Uh, I feel, yeah, does structure still exist? I, I think it's gone. <laughs> that used to be my, like, that was like the store in high school uh, when I was in high school, but. Same. Um, I couldn't do it, though. People, I just. People loved and, it. I couldn't do it, really. Yeah. And it just wasn't my vibe, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So what are we, uh, what are we going to come back with next if we. I want. I want to go where the uh, where you guys want to go. We can do. We can do a Detroiters detour a little bit. Um, one com. Did we talk about this? The scene where Connor O'Malley, the episode where he's his brother on that show, and they're like, <laughs> and he's like going to go work with him, and uh-huh. then, like Connor's like he has like a Slipknot mask, and he's like, he's like, put away. Like, why do you need a Slipknot? And you can tell they're both like on the verge of breaking the whole time. That scene is so fucking funny. Yeah. Um, like where he hits the dresser and he's like, that's the dresser from when you were a baby. You know, it's just like, like they keep building on each other. It's so fucking funny. I just pop that on sometimes. Just like it does it for me every single time. It's, it's a fucking great scene. Yeah. Let's, let's shoot for episode one of Detroiters next week. Let's do it. Love it. Maybe we, I might even make a, I even make like another podcast name, like, and it will be in the "That's a Chunky" channel for sure. But like, I don't think there's an official Detroiters um, podcast. I, and uh, well, there is now. I'm just thinking of the sketch for me when <laughs> fucking our boy Andre Bilu, aka Tommy Pencils, <laughs> is up on stage and freezing. What he's supposed to do is freestyle rap. <laughs> yeah. D2 right. Um, I might literally need to record my six-year-old's reaction to that scene because it's every time it's funny. It's like she just loves Tommy Pencils. Uh, um, anyway, all right. I think. Oh, God. I forgot about like the dad, like his father-in-law. That Those episodes oh. are really good. Really good. Fuck. The one where they're at like the the function. I can't even remember what's going on. Um but yeah, the the like I think it's the it's either an anniversary or birthday party for the father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's a great episode. Yeah, let's let's do it. 
and the finger is okay. Yeah, I've created like this like weird like wad of um, <laughs> notebook paper to to stop the bleeding. Classic. It was so dumb. I was, yeah, I was. Uh, this is what I imagine people did before band aids happened. Um, I was playing with one of those little like wrapping paper sliding cutters where that fucker is sharp, and so I was fucking around with it. And then I broke the little plastic, and then the metal piece just like went right into my finger. Oh man, it's okay. I'm I'm fine. I'm gonna be okay. I'm gonna be okay. I feel like but this podcast sucks. just literally turned into a I think you should leave sketch. <laughs> like we're talking about a sketch. <laughs> oh, exactly. I'm like, should I dial nine one one or some shit? <laughs> You're like losing. Dude, on the side. <laughs> there were there was quite a bit of bleeding, but I'm fine now. It's uh, I've managed to get it back together. But yeah, it was not. Yeah, we just we just crossed the fourth wall. I think. <laughs> Yeah. Um, skyscraper. Um, skyscraper. Um, I have a couple of, of uh, small notes from the Twitter. I think yes. you should leave world to, to yes. squeeze in here at the end. Um, a couple of things is um, a couple of apparently kind of well-known sports uh, athletes. Uh, um, I Adel- guess. Adley yeah, Rutschman. Totally. Adley Rutschman is uh, apparently a huge, I think you should leave fan and uh, the official MLB Twitter account tweeted a video montage of him, like, I guess in a workout referencing a lot of, um, of, I think you should leave sketches. So that was exciting. Um, and then on the I mean, NFL it, it, side, like, yeah, it, it's great. It's great. Uh, just okay. also on the NFL side, Joe Burrow Bengals quarterback. Um, w- there was a, an interview where he was wearing He's wearing a regular T-shirt, but then on the shirt is a picture of the Dan Flash's shirt. So it's a little <laughs> bit of a weird shirt, but he's apparently, uh, and I think you should leave fans. It too, sounds so. more complex. Yeah, it's, it sounds like a very complicated shirt. Um, but <laughs> Don't yeah, say so it's th- not complicated because <laughs> it is. Yeah, it must uh, have cost him a fortune, but I guess he's making enough NFL money to to afford it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they they also get per DM. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, he's not. He hasn't eaten in days. Shows up for a game all week. All that's W E A K. Yeah, yeah. I could barely stand up because he hasn't been eating. Yeah, I like where that's going. I I think he actually lost the AFC Championship game as we were recording this, so maybe yeah, he did I not eat enough. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. It happened literally as we started recording. Yeah. Um, so maybe if he had eaten with that per diem. That's true. You know. That's probably why. <laughs> James um, is going in his tweets with that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's see. One other thing. <laughs> uh, I have well, wait, two other notes very quick because we're running low on time. There's been a, a coffin flop sketch, all like behind the scenes angle of one of the flops from coffin flop that has been floating around Twitter and people keep posting it thinking that it's a real where a person fell out of the coffin. But I'm really trying to track down like where there is behind the scenes footage that we can like potentially find out more of. Um, and then I also saw, let's see, uh, a great account. I think you should affirm they're on, on both Love Twitter them. and Instagram. Yep. They posted a screenshot of, I guess, asking chat GPT the like AI bot for 
uh, I think you should leave sketches in one of them that there was a lot of them, but one of them that actually sounded like could have been a very funny sketch was the description. It's called The Funeral, and the description is, the sketch features Tim Robinson as a man who becomes obsessed with finding the perfect casket for his dad, his dead father, even as the funeral service is taking place. And <laughs> to me, that's like actually a very, very funny and very, I think you should leave sketch. All right. That's amazing. <laughs> we'll talk more next time. That is us. Uh, All right. That's a chunky has always been supported by the Etsy shop of Swayzine, S-W-A-Y-Z-I-N-E. In the past, you've seen his amazing motivational posters, his um, at the Nighthawks diner featuring characters from I Think You Should Leave. Uh, You also know his vintage jazz posters of Paul Bufano, Marcus the Worm Hicks, and Mookie Kramer. Um, Swayzine has a ton of new items in his shop we wanted to let you guys know about. Um, those three jazz posters have been turned into uh, attractive t-shirts. The Marcus Hicks in blue, the Mookie Kramer in green, Paul Bufano in white. He has a uh, very affordable uh, Bozo the Clown clown pewter sticker that you can put on your computer. Um, there is a baby of the year bib and onesie. Uh, he has angels and archways t-shirts, um, as well as, uh, two new posters, one featuring dangerous nights, um, which is being framed and put on my wall and an amazing portrait of, uh, Brian from the, uh, hat sketch, the insider trading sketch. Um, but, the whole point of me re-recording this ad was to tell you about maybe the most innovative I think you should leave product I've seen in my time doing this podcast, which is actual Dan Flash's shirts. So this isn't like a t-shirt that says Dan Flash on the front. This is a short or a short sleeve polo or a long sleeve uh, collared shirt that has the pattern Tim Robinson is wearing in the Dan Flash's sketch, uh, affordably placed at $30. I know when I went um, to the Dan Flash's stores at the Creeks, I spent $800 out out the door and um, didn't eat for a long time, uh, saving my per diem. Um, But if you go to etsy.com slash shop, slash Swayzine. Again, Swayzine is S-W-A-Y-Z-I-N-E. You can own these shirts yourself. Um, And we want to thank Reggie from Swayzine for his support of That's a Chunky. Mm -hmm.